started to find out why. So I realised we needed to understand the dynamics of this bird in, in order to have some sense of whether it was going to survive or not. Pim has been working on a model that predicts how many Cape Sable sparrows will survive if their habitat is flooded regularly, whether by rain, hurricanes, or the Everglades water management projects. So here we have a story that starts out looking at the natural history of a bird, seeing that the numbers decline, involves uh, getting information about birth and death, about where the bird occurs over space, how its numbers are changing, that leads to a concern about its future, that leads to a mathematical model. Pim is out this morning doing a bird census. It's the beginning of the breeding season, and he's trying to get a count of the total number of birds that may be breeding this spring. So we break that down by looking at birth rate and death rate. And we can do a very simple, non-mathematical version of that. Supposing you have a pair of birds at the beginning of a breeding season. We know that for every egg laid, on average, about half a young leaves the nest. So a clutch of four eggs is on average going to lead to, to two young. It's a 50% survival rate. That becomes one of Pym's parameters for his model. But Pym takes it a step further. He wants to know how many birds will be around to lay eggs next year. You start out with two, you have four young, but there's a 50% chance that each one of those birds will die between now and the next breeding season. And that brings you down to two again. So if the population manages to have just one clutch a year, the population can probably remain stable. So Pim is doing his count in the spring. He'll use those numbers to try to predict how many birds are going to be around next year. The crucial parameter in modeling this population is, is how long the birds live. Alternatively, what fractions survive from one year to the next. Of course, it's not that simple. His model has to include a lot of variables, both natural and man-made. This morning, Pim and his assistants are trying to track the birds to gather more information on this population of sparrows. But first, they need to find one. It's 7.30 in the morning, the sun's just up. And off to my right, we can hear several Cape Sable sparrows calling. The Cape Sable sparrow is one of many animals on the endangered species list. Scientists determine which animals are eligible for the list by using a mathematical model a lot like PIMS. PIMS model was actually developed years ago to try to understand grizzly bears, Mark Schaefer, who's now with the Defenders of Wildlife in Washington, D.C., developed that early model. Some of the work that I did in the early 1980s indicated that for the grizzly bears in Yellowstone, uh, adult female mortality was a very critical parameter. Grizzly bears were running out of room to find food, and so they started looking in convenient places like campsites and garbage cans. Females with cubs are probably the ones that are generally under the most pressure to find adequate food. And if they find a ready and predictable food source, they will avail themselves of it, uh, if it means tearing into your cabin, punching through your car window. So they get into trouble, and management then takes control measures and removes those animals. Removing could mean shipping them elsewhere or shooting them. Schaefer's model incorporated not just how long grizzly bears live, or how many offspring they have, or whether those offspring survive, but also how much land they need to roam in. It really came from studies of plants and animals on islands that the amount of habitat a species has uh, 
often determines how large its population is. And how large its population is, on average, has a lot to do with how long it will survive under chance circumstances. Schaefer's model is called the Population Viability Analysis, or PVA. It's the basis for many conservation models used today. We know from studies that 85% of threatened and endangered species are in that condition, at least in part because they're losing habitat. So the solution is to identify an adequate set of habitats in this country, protect them to an adequate level, and make sure that there's room in the national landscape for all species. Back in the Florida Everglades, Dr. Stuart Pym and his team continue their search for the Cape Sable Sparrow. Well, it's now 8 o'clock in the morning, and that tape recorder has a recording of the bird's song. They're trying to count the number of male birds.